back to the One Week Podcast, everybody. I'm Jonas. I'm Matthew. And this week, we are going to be talking about Sinner Get Ready by Lingua Ignota, which came out this year. Um, a little background on Lingua Ignota. Uh, name, her real name is Kristen Hader. Uh, she was born in Southern California, but her career really got started when she was making music out of Rhode Island. She started very small, making like noisy experimental metal out of like a shed she was staying in um or maybe the shed was like a just a subsection of where she was staying in but that's where she made like her entire debut project the studio yeah and then um that got discovered and pretty much everything from there uh until she you know garnered her own audience was word of mouth she she traveled by word of mouth and then she got picked up by a label for her debut album, um, All Bitches Die. Uh, and then she really got to the point that she's at when she released her 2019 album, Caligula, which is where I had heard about her, which I hadn't listened to um, before this album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I hadn't listened to that album because... I had heard it was very screamy, and I tend to stray away from screamy stuff just because it's not really in my wheelhouse. Um, but I was very interested because she had a very distinct like aesthetic to her, and I had heard that it was very good. So when this album came out, I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a try. And I am so glad I did. <laughs> I'm so glad. I've been waiting to talk about this album since... Well, not the day it came out. I didn't listen to it until the, the the seventh. I listened to it the day after it came out. But since then, I've been very excited to talk about it. Um, so do you just want to get into a, into a thoughts about the I album? I guess we can do that. Okay. Um, this, this album came from uh, Kristen Hader moved to Pennsylvania uh, with her significant other. Um, right before the pandemic, um, and I don't, I don't. This isn't like a pandemic isolation record. I feel it important to make that distinction. Uh, but this is definitely like an isolation record. It's about her adjusting to her new kind of eerie environment um, because she moved to like the the kind of creepy, empty part of Pennsylvania that you'll see all through like Appalachia and, and surrounding areas of like towns that clearly had their like heyday like a hundred plus years ago is when they were really like busy and populated. And, and this album, like it depicts that sound so well. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm like intimately familiar with it, but I got family from Pennsylvania and I know what areas like that are like from either visiting or from just stories that have been told to me. And, you know, like, we see stuff like that in media all the time. It's not like it's an impossible aesthetic to see in, in like, movies or TV. But this album sounds exactly like that. Like, it's, it is, like, emo folk. Like, it is, it's, it's incredible how well she represents the sound she's going for. True. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm dominating the conversation, so feel free well, to tell me to shut up. Well, I'm not as, I'm not as crazy or excited about the whole thing as you are. Mm. I do appreciate it quite a bit. Um, it didn't like immediately strike me, which I think it did with you. Um, and 
I, like you said, the I was familiar with her earlier stuff, and I hadn't gotten into it because of the whole abrasive part of it. And, I, you know, not to say I don't like abrasive music, because there's plenty of stuff like that that I do like. But yeah, when they get, like, screaming and distorted, I get kind of, eh, I don't know. But um, she kind of moves away from that with this album. Not entirely. And, like, the, the dark tone of everything that she's ever made is still here yeah it's like it's still an emotionally jarring record yeah there's still plenty of themes of like abuse and and negligence and and relationship with loved one um that it's 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 hard i'll get into more when (laughs) that when we talk about i who bend the tall grasses yeah and speaking of that track that's probably the most like abrasive vocally i think yeah i mean instrumentally i think the most abrasive is the opening track order of spiritual virgins which i think i think it's very smart to start with that because that is the track that will turn away the most people i think because of the sharp piano uh like section that shows up um where it feels like she's just like slamming a bunch of books down on a table i was surprised by um the general lack of stuff like that, especially after the track yeah. opened. I and I, I mean, it. I think that that's that's intentional. That you have to you have to accept that that's how this starts, and if you get past that, not to say that the first track's like bad. Like I, I think it's a stupid idea to start your album with a bad track, <laughs> and that she doesn't do that. But like that's like if you can handle that, you can handle the rest of the record for sure. Yeah, and I, I remember um, when the single came out, the first one, Pennsylvania Furnace, Ooh. I was like, um, well, this is different. This is definitely different from um, stuff that I've heard from her in the past. And the album was, too. And I was I was kind of glad because it moved away from that. And I haven't re-listened to Caligula um, yet because I listened to it once. And I was like, eh, you know, I can see why someone would be really into this, um, but I'm not. And it's just the, the overall aesthetic of the thing i'm really into caligula it made yeah, this maybe, this album made me like maybe i'll be born again if i re-listen to it after hearing this but um the main things i liked about this whole thing was just the the beauty of it which i think caligula yeah. had some of especially in the instrumentals but her voice is like really like hard hitting yeah i thought a lot about mitski when listening to it because she has a very like deep kind of like from the gut singing voice and i think lingua ignota even more so has stuff like that she because she got that catholic choir voice which is like literal she was in like she was raised catholic and was in the choir she got that good good operatic (laughs) delivery and not a lot of singers have that You, you won't see that i mean at least singers that make like music that gets put on spotify that people listen to yeah i mean i'm sure if you go to like Italy or something and go to like an <laughs> opera hall you'll hear a lot of this but um, for I'm not going to say mainstream I wouldn't call Lingua Ignota mainstream but no, she's not for like average music fan you're not going to get this kind of singing and a lot of stuff so I'm, I'm very glad that she has such a powerful voice and it really helps put weight into the very heavy and I, I was going to say deep that sounds terrible just the super heavy stuff that she's talking about. I think that her voice helps with that a lot. And the instrumentals, 
They also they also help with that quite a bit. She uses a lot of like regionally specific instruments for this record, um, that, like I said earlier, like were found in like Appalachia and used in like folk music there. She got a she got a hurdy gurdy on the the (laughs) track. The one I remember specifically, and I don't know that this is as specific to the region, but she used a lot of dulcimer, and I (laughs) you know that's not common. I know. um, Many Hands, the third track, has yeah. a lot of, like, knife-sharpening sounds, yeah. I think, is what's going on in the background. So, a bit of ambient field recordings, mm-hmm. as they're called. And, yeah, that adds a lot to the tone. I think this album is masterful in setting a tone. Yeah, I she commands it. Creating so, a, a mood. Oh, my goodness. I think that... And she's, she does that on all her records. Well, yeah, so, I, like, definitely. But, like, this one is the... is. Definitely the biggest, um, de- I don't want to say departure, biggest uh, outlier, I guess. Like, it sounds the most different from her other stuff, and she still kills it. She just kills Yeah, it. I haven't heard of any of All Bitches Die. Although, doesn't she, um, like, interpolate a melody from it off of yes. I Who Bend the Tall Grasses? Yes. And, like, yeah. okay. I remember reading that, and I was like, well, that's because, cool. Like, like, uh, Sinner Get Ready um, and variations of that are ideas that started on that record. Oh, okay. There's a bunch of songs on All Bitches Die that have like lines that are repurposed and brought back up in this record, which is cool. And I'm sure it was super yeah. cool for people who have been following her longer than I have. Yeah. Which I, is a I, few I, weeks. I don't know if religion is... Well, you said it was present, so I don't know what I was saying. Um, I did like um, the religious themes, and I like how the perspective of how Anthony Fantano put it, a recovering Catholic. Yeah. I liked I liked that. Not a lot of albums kind of do that, where it's it's this, this balance of religion is like this super ornate, beautiful kind of thing that also can create these horrible yeah. lows in I, people. Yeah, that's uh, that's another difference between this album and her previous two, is her previous two have some religious aspects, but they're a lot more just, like, angry or despondent towards it because she's, she's like, publicly said that from a young age, like, when she first started, like, getting out on her own, she kind of renounced her religion completely. And then in talking about this record, she's not like gone back into the religious fold but she's not just like completely atheistic she's she's like there's a balance that needs to be found that i i've i've been working towards um and you can tell because it's like she's she's not like completely fed up religiously but she's angry at the the, the things that she finds to be uh hypocritical like the samples of the jimmy swaggart yeah, a sermon where he that. admits to um, cheating on his wife, and then the subsequent interview with the prostitute he hired, saying that she was like, "Well, I don't think he's really sorry," <laughs> which is what a crazy sample to have. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a sample of an evangelical man on a on a record before. Yeah. Um, and I I like the um, I don't know if it's on the second to last track or the last one where it's a sample of like a CNN interview where it's like someone who's like I got the I got the blood of Jesus on me. I oh yeah, that's the I, final track. I can't get 
coronavirus. Yeah. And I like how that shows how religion has been perverted. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a, it's more of like a excuse, I guess is what mm-hmm. I would call it. Kind of like just an excuse to like be dumb and stupid and mean to everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking very simplistic, but that's kind of what I felt. I felt this album wasn't like trying to be like super like detailed or anything. I thought it was trying to hit you in the head with these very bold statements that don't take like th- that much thought to get. It's not like you have to study this album yeah. to get what it's trying to say. I'm sure there's smaller, more nunced stuff <laughs> nunced. all over the place. Um, that um, I I would have to look into, but for the for the most part, I, I I pretty much got what was what she was trying to do. Yeah, I mean I think um, it's a Linguignota record, so you got to talk about the themes of abuse and um, oh yeah yeah oh uh, yeah domestic strife, uh, and that comes up the most on I Who Bend the Tall Grasses, which I think is the track that's getting the most traction off of this record. Um, which is fair, because, wow, it's a crazy nice, six and a half minutes. Nice little organ loop. Uh-huh. Nice nice uh, screaming and and growling. Yeah, and I think this, this track perfectly ties together. It, it's, it's equally religious, equally about abuse. And this is, like, an example of a track where she's clearly, like, acknowledging the existence of a higher being and her reliance on, on God, but how she and in many other cases which is i believe her implication it's used like incorrectly against like what the the church would teach because in this track she's talking about she's talking to god about an abuser and how she wants god's help to to kill him to kill him um and it's Man, that track that track feels like like she has just like stabbed you and is looking over you as she delivers the the I like the, the um, lines. It's crazy. I like dude. the line, um It's near the it's the last thing she says. If it's like if your light can get me, it can get him. Mm-hmm. I'm very much butchering that. Well yeah, she she up. does she does a few different um, she does a few different interpretations of that. Um, she says, uh, if I cannot hide from you, neither can he, uh, which is like, if you see my sins, you need to see his, which are abusing me. Um, and like, like the entire verse, I have made my body your vessel. I preach your word in every room. I have walked to the earth weeping. I whip my back with many sorrows. Are my sacrifices not extravagant? Um, like, all of that, and then the end of the verses, um, I swear to you, Lord, he has to die. There is no other way. There is no other way. Like, oh, I do all these incredibly devout things for you. So now do this, like, a, a, atrocity on this person who has also done atrocities. Like, it's... It's such a heavy album. It is such a heavy album. And I'm sure I'll say this in closing remarks, but like 
after the second track, I mean, the first track's good. It, it lured me in very well. But the second track, I thought to myself, this is unlike anything I have ever heard. I have never heard anything like this before. And I, I think I told you this like the second day I listened to this record, but the, the last time I remember thinking that is when I initially listened to Death Consciousness by yeah. Have a Nice Life. And I love that record as like cliche music nerd as it is. I love that record to death. And when I heard it, I was like, this is, I, I, this is, this is a new sound completely. And that's exactly how I felt about this. It was I, I, speechless. I was speechless. Like, I could not believe what I was hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, what next? What track do I want to talk about? Uh, the second to last track, Man is Like a Spring Flower. Um, I love that track because it's it's got it's got such a like a bombastic beautiful instrumental to close it. It's like a relatively simplistic start, and that's the song that starts with the the sample of the prostitute interview, um, and then like it 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 breaks into like a low calm opening, and then there's like a a brief pause in the middle and it, it goes into this huge flowy instrumental. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It, it's like, it's, it's frolicky. Like the, the, the Pennsylvania furnished music video is stuff that she all filmed by herself. It's her like in, um, like a cottage and it's her in like a, a big field that's, got lots of flowers and stuff but it's got the her costume and makeup and and visuals are like so dark and ominous and that's exactly what this record is and she she went to like art school so she's got a big like big grasp on the visual medium for her for her records and rollout um but like that's what this record is it's it's a beautiful, beautiful setting with a just twisted, inherently scary focus. Like it's like it's like it's like a ghost. It's like a ghost wandering uh, a beautiful area. Like you want to enjoy the the beauty of it, but there's something there that you you can't get accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I um. I did I did really like the theme of like faith being like something that like comes after you. I was like Whoa. that was kind of freaky. It's there's a lot of like I believe she compares it to like a sickness. I can't remember what track. I feel like I'm recalling that from somewhere. And I was like that's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen faith kind of interpreted as like something that comes after you and you can see the merit in it and you can see the problems with it but it doesn't really matter because it'll get you anyway and that's yeah. what the sinner get ready thing is all about like it's gonna it's gonna come get you yeah and you you're gonna have to be ready for it because it's gonna get you regardless yeah. and yeah that whole aesthetic of lonesome dreary empty woods with all that kind of made it feel very spooky. Yeah. 
It was just it's a spooky record. Okay. Yeah. Um like repent now, confess now, scary song where it's like, oh, talk about the sins you've committed, but talk about the sins you've committed because your body's not your own. He's and gonna get he'll, you. He'll, he'll take it from He's you. He's gonna get you. Uh, he'll take your legs and your will to live. Like it's because yeah. she had a spinal disc surgery and she couldn't walk for a minute. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I did not know um, that. Well, I remember scrolling her Instagram one day, and there was, it was like a. Don't don't swipe if you're like squeamish for gore, and I was like, what lingua ignota fan <laughs> is gonna be like, oh no, blood, like especially before this album yeah. came out. Yeah. What? No, but yeah, she had a surgery on her spine because like she probably like couldn't walk. I think it was a hernia in one of the discs. I don't. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how that all works, but um, I um, I don't think she's explicitly said that those lyrics talk about that, but like they kind of do, yeah. and that's what many fans are inferring from that and that makes a lot of sense and i i guess she was going through a lot faith wise when that was all happening yeah so she was like he can take your legs and like she ends the song from changing he will take your legs and your will to live to he took my legs and my will to live which there's a little perspective added on that probably she probably was like talking about that and that's interesting to me mm-hmm. i think um I, I was gonna have to say it eventually the only issue i have with this album is a lot of the songs kind of didn't really stick with me mm-hmm. i probably didn't spend a lot of time as much time as i should have i guess i'm a very gut reaction kind of music listener if it doesn't like pop out to me first listen whatever but if i like listen to it again i listened to this album three times which probably isn't enough because you listen to like what 50 I think I listened to this album um, like 30 times. Like, like actually 30 times. Um, but a lot of the songs never, like I I wouldn't find myself like thinking about them or, and it felt, because when I, when I was with them, I was like, this is super heavy and I can acknowledge this is super heavy, but music wise, I'm not really feeling the music hitting me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling more of the ideas present. And that's not always a bad thing. I think that, Lyrics are a very important part, and tone and mood and all that are super important to any kind of musical experience. But at the end of the day, I'm a very instrumentally driven guy, and I feel like a lot of these didn't click with me very much. And that's fine. What can you do? That's if you want to be wrong, that's okay. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Fantano gave it a ten. My roommate yep. won't stop talking about yep. it. I must be wrong. I but I did want to talk about that because. Uh, you know, my um, our our relationship with Anthony Fantano that he's he's aware of as well. You know, we're all in on this together. It's a, it's a triangle. We watch his stuff. He listens triangle. to our podcast. You know, I want to get tight. with him. Jonas wants to get with him. Yeah. and we're kind of there's some tension there. Um, but I listened to this record before he released his review. That's true. Um, so I you know I felt you're not a fanboy. I was not I was not on the wave after he got on it. Um. But yeah, this was his seventh ever ten, which was second in a month. Yeah, he had I two was in one month. I was um to females. Yeah, yeah, he's he's finally expanding. Um, the, but like the Fantano fanboy has been introduced to women. <laughs> we did it. Um, 
but like it was cool for me as someone who's like up and down on Fantano depending on what day it is to like I think this is the quickest I've ever watched one of his uploads cuz I'll often <laughs> let them like sit on my phone forever but I saw this one like 20 minutes after he released it and I felt ridiculous cuz I was I watched it while I was in bed and he was saying all good things and I was like man He's about to give it a nine, and I, 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 you know, that's that's really good. But I just, I, I could, I could see this being a ten. But he's gonna give it a nine, and then he said ten, and like, I'm not joking, my jaw dropped, and like, I felt so goofy afterwards. I, uh, but I was like, oh my god, you're a better man than me. I opened it. the video immediately, went to the description, saw the ten, and I was like, what? No, I, I, I watched I, the review obviously, yeah. but I, I was like. I don't care. I'll, I mean, I'll check. I I know he really liked Caligula. He gave Caligula a nine, um, and I saw he had the yellow flannel on. So I was like, I gotta sit through He's it. Got I gotta see. Um, but uh, I I kept note of it this time because I was curious. Uh, she had seventy nine thousand monthly listeners, and a week later. She had a hundred forty-eight thousand, so he nearly doubled her numbers. Like, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. She well, he's already done a Lingua Ignota interview. But, yes, I did watch that. Um, yeah. I thought it was interesting thinking about because I really listened to the spelling record a couple times this week, mm-hmm. and it's growing on me. I think I gave it like an A minus. I think it's probably up to an A for me because I think it's very like just it's just the music Mm -hmm. you just gotta feel it and um i was like wow these are complete polar opposite yeah they are not similar like they're kind of both like mystical in a way but one of them's like like fairies and stuff and one of them's like i don't even (laughs) i don't even know yeah like the grim reaper chilling in the pennsylvania woods true um so for for every, for all the music fans, if you're more of a lighthearted kind of listener, give the give the spelling record. That's a that's a ten you could deal with. Just one. I don't know. You got to be more into like some of the hard stuff. I I don't listen to screamy music. I loved this record so much. It's I I went back and listened to her discography. I've listened to Caligula like a dozen times and it doesn't even bother me yeah and then from there i listened to that liturgy record and i listened to the daughter's record uh because i was like okay like if if ever there was a time for me to listen to like loud and maybe even screaming music it's right now because it's fresh on the brain and Damn it! If I did not enjoy everything I listened to, so yeah, I'm, I'm I love traversing. That record. I am traversing a new barrier that I did not think was possible for me. Um, but I love, I love Caligula. I really like All Bitches Die, and I love this record. But this one's not screamy. But that's <laughs> whatever. It's it's the gateway drug. It it was it was completely and entirely. For, for and man, I love that liturgy record. Not like I'm a black metal fan on the regular or anything, but that has a lot of creativity and kind of like changing up the style a little bit that I like. It, uh, it's not a dude screaming about like, I don't even, what do black metal musicians even talk about? I, there, okay, so in, the, in, the, in an interview I saw Lingua Ignota, she was like asked a question about 
like the history and future of like metal music in general and how the political leanings are um because you know like black metal well not just black metal just like metal music in general has like a pretty heavy connotation with like like neo-nazis and like a very racist crowd it's a, it's a dude heavy yeah kind of thing and how there's a lot of that but then in like recent years and i I don't know exactly what recent years qualify as i think it it may be you know the last 10 years even like there's been a shift of a lot of metal artists who are like like the opposite they're like fairly progressive um and scream about stuff like domestic abuse and whatnot and how i mean i don't even know what hunter hunter hunt hendrix is screaming about on her thing she does some weird like really high art like above my pay grade her, type um, stuff the whole we're not even talking about language note anymore the whole concept of that album is that her worldview is like listed and like her belief system is listed on the front of the and she has like youtube videos yeah where she's just, like yeah i read she's about like that. talking about it i watched like one of them i was like i got no clue <laughs> what you're doing here but i respect the hell out of it and um so metal might be taking a more progressive edge progressive black metal you might say um and i'm glad that people like linguic noted at the helm of that yeah. they make very She's so cool they make very genre bending game changing stuff i just feel like any problem i have would be solved if i just got to if i just got to have a conversation with her so uh kristen Miss Hater, uh, you know, maybe yeah, we gotta be really professional. If 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 we could if we could arrange uh, a day for for us to meet and I could just run all my problems by you, that would be much appreciated. That's all I'm asking for. It's not much. I'm a reasonable guy. Asking someone out via podcast, how down bad is this one? No, I just want an interview. I just want an interview. It's 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 okay. It's simple. Okay, so I think we should move into closing thoughts. <laughs> You're cutting me off. Um, my closing thoughts is pretty good. <laughs> um, you know, it's got it's 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 definitely ha- it has a lot of stuff to love, and I love that stuff. Um, <laughs> it's got it's got some more air parts that don't really stick with me. I think like the second half, past many hands, kind of like gets a little dull with all the the grand piano instrumentals and that's just a personal thing i'm not saying it's bad it's just a i got a little bored via the instrumentals um but nonetheless very very strong album at least sonically lyrically has a lot to say it's very bold in how it delivers what it's trying to say and yeah i'm feeling a, a b plus on this one Okay. Um, not to dumb down my opinion, but I just talked about my opinion in the rest of the episode. True. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out and say it. Perfect record. Who could have seen this one coming? Perfect comment? record. Who could have seen it? I think it is nine tracks of perfect music. I think there are zero problems with this record. It's unlike anything I've ever heard before, which is the, the biggest thing for me is just completely inventive music so uh 
A plus. Yeah, feeling a an A plus. plus. Easy A plus for me. So what, third A plus on the podcast? It's, yes. Yeah, total. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't, I have no regrets. We're just throwing no them out. I'm well, not, I'm not that stringent. You no, know? and like, we don't do like, just like music reviews we like pick no. a pick a new album it's and not like we just review yeah. new stuff and we usually pick something that we have interest in and i don't usually have interest in something i know i'm not gonna and, like and next week we are not doing a new thing we are doing an album from 1997 that's not new called Ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space by spiritualized i listened to it once and i was like okay we got to talk about this um, so I guess I'm breaking the rules a little bit, yeah, but whatever, who cares? It's our podcast, who cares? Um, so, came out in 97, band called Spiritualized, pretty famous, like, indie rock kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, it's a well-known album, it's not like it's a left field, I found it from, like, Rate Your Music yeah. charts. So, that's what we'll be talking about next week. Okie dokie. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you.